Joey Smith, the Public Health Director for Montgomery County, and Jimmy Edwards, the Chief of Montgomery County EMS, join Charlie and Katie to talk about what life is like on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic in Clarksville, Montgomery County, how the county's responding to the pandemic, reporting cases to the public, and what you can do to slow the spread, all in this special episode of Clarksville's Conversation. This is Katie Gamble with Clarksville's Conversation and Charlie Kuhn and I are, you know, coming together kind of social distancing and just trying to figure out ways to have conversations and continue to inform the community, huh, Charlie? That's right. And we, we've got two great guys with us today that are busy, busy, busy with this public health crisis. We've got the uh, public health director, Joey Smith, Montgomery County, and Jimmy Edwards, the chief of EMS from Montgomery County here with us. So, Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Because I know y'all are busy. Oh, yeah. So, so I'll start with Joey and and just ask this general question. How do you start your day, Joey? It starts about four in the morning and uh, with a pot of coffee. And I check a lot of emails that came throughout the night. And I start a lot of draft emails uh, just to have that draft started, knowing that there's a little bit of content that of what I don't know. But if I can get a lot of the content that I do know on an email drafted, I can I can uh, take advantage of that time. Uh, I try to get here between 630 and seven in the morning uh, at our health department and um, I meet the National Guard here. We have about five. National Guard members that are medical staff that helps us do our drive-through triage assessment and testing. And um, uh, we rock and roll all day long. I bet you do. And Charlie, you might not know it, but he's taking time to make TikTok videos with his daughter. (laughs) I've seen some of that. I've I've seen seen them. And what, what about you, Jimmy? How do you start your day? Oh, again, uh, somewhere between three and four o'clock, you wake up and you start you start going through uh, the data. Uh, all, all this is a moving target. So what we knew uh, yesterday to be the truth, we could very well discover in the early morning hours that something has changed or a new recommendation has happened or numbers are, are on the move. So just in a, in a fashion in which we wish to stay situationally aware of uh, what's happening globally, nationally, uh, throughout the state, and then uh, most importantly to us, what's happening locally. Yeah. Right. Hey, hey, Joey, so every day you send out information on positive cases, um, recoveries, uh, deaths, if there are any, which, you know, we, we hope – that's not the case, but how do you get those numbers? How, how do you keep up with it? What, what's that process like? Well, each day, the uh, Tennessee Department of Health, uh, ever since the testing began in early March, uh, uh, the, uh, the public and, and our media partners uh, uh, were really wanting those daily updates. And so, uh, by two o'clock every day, uh, we have a team at the Tennessee Department of Health that is getting those uh, positive results and negative results. And uh, I, I, I usually will tell folks that 
if, um, you know, that was what the number was by the time the person that had to put the website and make it go live at two o'clock of the numbers, it's a, like Jimmy said, it's a moving target. Mm -hmm. And so those numbers are coming in there. If it came in at two Oh one, that will be reported on the next day's uh, numbers. And, and they're doing this for all 95 counties. So uh, uh, those folks have been doing a great job, and I've just been trying to do a great job sharing their information. They have done a great job keeping that website updated, and they're pretty um, consistent about every day at 2 o'clock at coming out. Mm -hmm. well, one thing that I find pretty interesting is over the last couple of days, we've talked about, this week and next week are going to be important weeks for us. And, and you see the number of uh, fatalities rise, but then it seems like you see the number of cases decrease. So there's a, a lag time. Can you explain that, that lag time to us? Yeah. You know, um, uh, there could be a, um, a, a, uh, a, a batch of results that come in. Uh, and so whenever, whenever I see that our numbers only went up a certain amount, I try to look at how many lab results were processed from the day before. It could have been that uh, the number was lower because the number of positives were actually lower and we got the same amount of results in, uh, which would show that the rate of positives were actually going down, which is good news. Uh, sometimes we just get fewer test results back. Um, uh, because we do have our state lab that's working really hard on this. And uh, uh, just a few days after the state lab uh, went online and having the capabilities of doing these tests and processing these swabs. Uh, we had several private labs that, that were set up to do that. And the private labs might report their numbers to the Tennessee Department of Health a couple of days or a day after uh, they, they actually have that result. Uh, and, and one of the most common things I, I will explain to uh, uh, folks is that uh, if you were one of those folks that were tested, we don't want your result going on the website first. We want you to know first as, as the patient and the provider. And so that private lab that runs that test for that doctor's office, uh, they're going to contact that doctor before they contact Joey or, or the Tennessee Department of Health, uh, which is the right thing to do. That patient needs to know that uh, they were either positive or negative as soon as possible, and then report the numbers to us uh, for the for the transparency and the epidemiology. So, Jimmy, um, I want to ask you this question because, I mean, obviously you guys deal with emergency situations. Are you seeing that the type of calls you are having to respond to are different than they were maybe a month ago? Well, certainly what we're seeing is that um, – calls for ambulances have actually diminished. Oh, interesting. We've had a 20% reduction in the number of 911 requests uh, for an ambulance. So there may have been, uh, well, not may have been, there definitely have, were calls that were occurring in the past where people are vetting, it, it, do I really need to go to the hospital? Or is this really an emergency? So what we see is we see a change of people's, a definition of what they believe a true emergency might be. 
Uh, secondly, hmm. is that there are there are certainly um, people that uh, use the emergency room as their primary care mode. It's not intended for that, but people use it for that, and they and they view this current COVID nineteen outbreak uh, to be a, a reason to shift their thought processes away uh, from the emergency department. So, yeah, this it's changed for us a significant. Uh, in, in relationship to the number of calls, and secondly, is our approach to the call. Because if we have, uh, you know, the small end of the funnel uh, for the emergency response is gleaning that information uh, at the 911 call center. So they, the 911 call center has specific questions that they ask that help us uh, respond appropriately with the appropriate agencies uh, in uh, a ballet with us to respond to the call. And uh, we're donning, uh, we're putting on the personal protective equipment and approaching the scenes quite a bit differently uh, than we would routinely approach the scenes. I, I think it's pretty cool to see our two mayors working together and then you guys working together and our, our police, uh, the, the city and the county working, working together. And then you've got the state with their unified command. So you've, you've got all these pieces coming together. And it seems like um, that's really changed a lot just over the last couple of weeks where everybody has, has gotten on the same team. Can you guys talk a little bit about how that has helped in this process? Yeah. Yeah. I Joe, if you don't mind, I'll sure. Yeah, a, cu a couple of ways uh, is, is that we see uh, collaboration like we have never encountered in the past, and and what I would say is a voice of, of unity, and and that of course locally, uh, our two mayors, uh, Mayor Dirt and Mayor Pitts, uh, we have a collective unified voice. Uh, in the community of responders. So whether you're law enforcement, whether that be the Sheriff's Department or the Clarksville Police Department, Clarksville Fire and Rescue, the uh, McGurney County Volunteer Fire Services, Emergency Medical Services, the Mayor's offices, Joey and all of us get together every day and have a conference call. We exit our routine of the day having a conference call so that we all are situationally aware of what each other is doing. Uh, we as well are having uh, the medical, for the first time ever, the medical community, the hospitals, the clinics, the doctor's offices, the long-term healthcare facilities, assisted li living facilities and such. Uh, we are collaborating uh, in a venue similar to uh, Zoom. And uh, we're, we're talking about uh, victories. We're talking about defeats. We're talking about needs. We're talking about uh, our approach. And if this thing uh, that has been predicted for us that these next two weeks, as Charlie was alluding to earlier, if the next two weeks are our worst two weeks, the idea is to lop off that curve, kind of flatten it out, so that we uh, assure uh, everyone in Clarksville, Montgomery County, that we have the medical equipment, the resources, and the hospital rooms, hospital beds uh, to meet the need of that uh, small percentage of COVID-19 patients that are of high acuity that require critical care uh, intervention, critical care beds, and, and ventilators. And that's really what we're trying to do. And Joey and I uh, talk about this daily, is what can we do? What else can we do? So when we see you know, the mayors, when we see 
the community of first responders, when we see the community of healthcare providers and clinicians all getting together and discussing uh, COVID-19 and how we might approach it, that, that, that is our best recipe for winning the battle, winning the fight against uh, COVID-19 and assuring that our citizens, uh, that, that they are receiving exceptional care uh, each and every time. It, I, I, I just like saying that there's not a uh, political agenda, and I'm not dragging you into politics, but it's, it's really great to see that there's not a political agenda when we're fighting this battle. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's no time for it. There's no room for it. And uh, the mayors are they're doing a fantastic job. I, I'd say all across the state, with statewide, regionally, and locally, uh, that we have we've gotten all the things out of the room that need to be out of the room, and we're and we're focused uh, on winning this battle. Well, I think that on the back side of this, and we will get through this someday, that having that collaboration and, and building those stronger relationships, I think that the community on the back side of this will be stronger because of it. So that could be a positive that comes from all this crisis right now. Hey, I have another question for Joey, and I, I want you to look at the citizens of you know Montgomery County specifically and tell us what what are we doing well and what can we do better at oh, to question. help you yeah uh, Jimmy mentioned earlier that the next two weeks uh, are very crucial because these are um, uh, weeks that we've predicted numbers could go up and uh, if we could limit our, our social um, engagements uh, as much as possible, uh, then we, we could certainly uh, uh, flatten that curve. But, but just like Jimmy mentioned that uh, by, by uh, limiting our social distancing uh, and, and going out, uh, we can also reduce uh, uh, just having a car accident and being in the hospital and taking up a hospital bed uh, if, if we're at home with our family. Uh, the accident that could have happened wouldn't have happened uh, in, in result of this. And it would also reduce uh, uh, our, our E911 and our, and our uh, EMS services uh, and police to have to respond to something when they could be responding and helping this fight against this disease. So every person plays a very important part. They just, uh, many times uh, as citizens, we don't know that we're playing that big of a part. Yeah. And, uh, and our citizens are part of, of this success story. And so um, you know, uh, let's just make it simple, just, when you're, when it's not essential to go out, just stay home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, is, is there anything that, that, that you would, would like to tell the people that are going to watch and listen to this? Is there a one message you want to send out either one of you? I would like to uh, echo what Joey just said. If you don't have to get out, don't get out. And that you need to physically distance yourself. We've called it, social distancing you need to make sure that there's at least six feet between you and someone else if you do have to get out we also recommend that if you're going to be in the public to wear a face mask 
And what that face mask can do is it can, if you happen to have COVID-19 and you're not symptomatic yet, you're not aware of it, mm-hmm. you could cough or you could sneeze or transmit by other means uh, COVID-19 and water droplets. So if you have a mask on, that could protect someone else from COVID-19. It also keeps your hands off of your face. We all, we all uh, tend to touch our face way too frequently. And the last thing uh, that I'll add to that is wash your hands. Wash your hands frequently. Anytime that you're uh, in these activities of uh, using keypads or your phones or at the gas pump, uh, doing things that, that would be essential uh, to our function is make sure you wash your hands uh, before and afterward. All right, Katie. Hey, home, folks. <laughs> well, I, I thank y'all for being here. I know it was a kind of quick notice to jump on a, on the call with us, but we appreciate what you guys are doing. All our first responders, all yes, our health, all our health folks that are out there on the front lines. We really, really appreciate what you guys are doing. I know you guys are out there fighting the fight every day and you're running across all kinds of, um, you're the ones that are out there putting yourselves in danger to protect us. So we do really appreciate all that you're doing for us. Thank you. Subscribe to Clarksville's conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single conversation.